Hello. Greetings. How do you do? Quite well, I hope. At long last, the month of December is dawning, and I, for one, can't wait to ride the wave of its festive course. I hope that you too are excited to embrace this merriest of seasons, and to resign yourself to the influence of joy. Today's session has nothing to do with getting you into the holiday spirit, but will focus, rather, on how you can go about being unbothered by external things. Incessant, innumerable, positively maddening are the external things by which, from one day to the next, we find ourselves bothered. It's as though we're being besieged by a vast, bothersome army, an endless cohort of vexing things, some small, some large, now trivial, now substantial, against which we no longer can offer much resistance. We feel as though our walls are battered to the point of crumbling, our spirits wearied to the point of deflating, and we cannot withstand so many arrows and slings pointed at us from so many directions. I'm here to tell you that your defense, though perhaps violently assailed, is stronger than you think, and that your spirit, though recently challenged, is more imperturbable, lofty, and resolute than even you can imagine. As always, in addressing this or any theme, we will begin by breathing. I'll ask you to find a chair on which you find it comfortable to sit. Your back should be supported and your feet grounded. If you prefer, you can be seated on the floor. Once settled, lengthen your spine. Your torso should assume a tall, erect posture. Pull your abdomen in slightly and your shoulder blades closer together. If your shoulders are shrugged up toward your ears, let them drop to a more restful position. Unclench your jaw and soften your gaze. With your eyes open, 
proceed to take four breaths. Count three seconds for the movement of the air in, and three seconds for the movement of the air out. You can breathe along with me. Now, close your eyes. Focus on your breath. Turn your attention inward, retiring into yourself. Again. Let's breathe four times, maintaining the same cadence and count. You can breathe along with me. To deal with this theme of how not to be bothered by external things, we are going to turn to the wisdom of two men, Marcus Aurelius and Viktor Frankl. In his meditations, Marcus Aurelius says the following, the things that are external to my mind, have no relation at all to my mind. Again, the things that are external to my mind have no relation at all to my mind. Take a moment and repeat this to yourself. You might call these two things, your mind and the things outside it, non-overlapping magisteria a term for whose popularity we have the great American paleontologist Stephen Jay Gould to thank. Of course, Dr. Gould applied his term to the question of science and religion, in his assessment, to incompatible domains. 
while we speak of things less contentious. Whether or not you endorse its claims to divinity, or regard it as no more than a neurochemical heap, your mind is a thing apart. It is very special and unique. It is sovereign in a sea of emotions, temptations, nettles and burdens, all vying for attention and control. It is master of all, in command of all. It is higher than and superior to every external thing by which it might be confronted. It is only when the mind willingly decides to lower its gate and abandon its guard that external things rush forward and gain entry. Should you choose, though, to strengthen its ramparts and harden its turrets, to fortify its walls and staff its sentries, your mind will rest secure, an impregnable fortress through which nothing external can slip. Let your mind and your spirit be such a fortress, and you'll forever stand proud, tranquil, and erect. If it so happens that you are pained by any external thing, Know that it is not this thing that disturbs you, but your own mind and your own judgment about it. This is vitally important to understand. Once you grasp it, you'll be led ever further along equanimity's path and ever closer to the blissful summit of stoical peace. There's nothing external by which you could be affected that's not first received and mediated by your own mind. In other words, your mind must first consent to be bothered. It must willingly agree to participate in the fuss. I take this as a source of encouragement 
you are by your very membership in the human race at perfect liberty to think and respond as you will. You are completely uncoerced to accept or to reject these burdens. You can deny these external, bothersome things your consent, leaving them outside your walls and clamoring to get in. You never lack the ability to think, to judge, to opine, and to respond as you please. By the free decision of your mind, you can either allow or disallow these things to affect you. Everyone, no matter where he resides on earth, no matter the depravity or the gentleness of the government under which he suffers or thrives, enjoys this universal, inalienable freedom. Beneath the darkness of even the most brutal regime, the gloomiest despotism from which not even a flicker of light can escape, this freedom continues to shine. It is a lambent little spark on a cold and lifeless tundra. Yet, that said, not even the most rapacious tyrant could strip you of this right. Your right to think, to judge, and to hold whatever disposition you choose. It is always in your power to control your inner peace and to mold your disposition. No matter the severity of the tumult outside. In his profound and moving work, man's search for meaning. Victor Frankl treats us to the following arresting insight. Everything, he says, can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any set of circumstances to choose one's own way. This, your freedom to choose your own attitude, to preserve the mind's sovereignty regardless of the external burdens or threats, is inalienable. 
of all else, you can be stripped. But this forever remains. Frankel goes on, quote, Every day, every hour offers the opportunity to make a decision, a decision which will determine whether you will or will not submit to those powers which threaten to rob you of your very self, your inner freedom, end quote. What will it be, then? Will you, or won't you, submit to those external burdens by which your inner freedom is at risk of being robbed? Marcus Aurelius and Victor Frankl, one, a philosopher king, the other, an Auschwitz inmate, are in concert. It is not the external thing that harms you, but your own attitude, a thing within, your own mind by which, truly, the damage is inflicted. Thus, we continue to commit so many acts of needless self-violence. We persist in abusing and harming ourselves, in flagellating barren backs and poking thumbs in wounded spirits. The good news is that you can change your judgment. Let go of the whip and alleviate this pain. You can alter it or wipe it out entirely, sending it off without a trace. Opinion, after all, is the child of judgment. Judgment, the minister of the mind. And the mind, the sovereign of the thinking soul that distinguishes us as an intellectual species. I leave you with this question. What is it outside you that hinders you from changing your attitude? From being a more peaceful and unperturbed being? Can you point to it? Where is it? To whom has your inner freedom been ceded? To whom have you relinquished yourself? The answer is obvious. To no one, truly. Refuse to consent to being bothered by external things. 
and there will be no bother. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of NUMA. If you want to meditate on such topics as gratitude, hunger, and happiness, consider subscribing to this channel. I'd be delighted to receive you and to call you a friend. Farewell.